Welcome back to episode 29 of the Vikes Verified Podcast. We are back in the booth, episode 29 of the Vikes Verified Podcast. Gone for a few weeks, but me and Matt are back in the booth and ready to go. This team's on a heater. How are we feeling over there, MM? Revitalized. You know, we had a couple-week break, but, uh, you know, we had some intermissions there, so we're back and better than ever. Coming in hot out of a two-game heater for the Vikings. Heater. So, you know, we're fired up on this end. Uh, we're just going to bring the electricity, electricity all episode and get you guys fired up for this matchup against the San Francisco 49ers in Cali. But we'll go ahead and start with another event down in Cali. W versus LA Chargers, SoFi Stadium. Vikings came to play 27-20 W. Uh, what did you see differently from this team that ultimately you think won us the game down in LA against a pretty tough Chargers team? Well, shout out to the Vikes fans. Uh, we showed out, and it was damn near a home game. We had some yes, skull chance going, so it was awesome to see that. Um, but I think we just finally switched over from relying on the run game a little too much and being complacent and finally started putting our foot on the gas and taking shots uh, to Jefferson, Thielen, a couple t- uh, t- Conklin had a couple touchdowns. So those are all guys that had to make plays. And for us to be aggressive now, that's what we had to do, and it's good to see Clint open up that offense and, and see Kirk rip it a little bit. Definitely. And you just go ahead and look at the coaching staff as a whole. We were talking about all the criticism on them two weeks ago. The one thing in sports that solves everything is W's, baby, winning games. So you see classic example, Vikings here going to L.A., open up the playbook like you said. Uh, number 18 is just simply someone that no one can guard in the National Football League. And the more opportunities you give him down the field, I think the better chance we have to win every week. You combine that with great complimentary football. Special teams have been solid. Um, really like what I'm seeing from a lot of guys on different units and able to get it done in L.A. And then back home against the Cheeseheads last week, 34-31. Huge ass. W. Greg Joseph game-winning field goal. But this was really a game for the books. I mean, fantastic game on both sides of the ball. Rodgers came in, did his thing. So did Cousins. Uh, what did you see that game that you think ultimately earned us a W? Well, there's not a lot of things that feel better than us beating the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, so that was a great one. Uh, Probably the best W so far this year. Came out hot, like always. Kind of let him get back into the game, but Cousins had a great game. Jefferson made those cornerbacks look silly all game. He he balled out. And overall, I think our defense played well enough, even though they kind of cracked in the second half. uh, They made enough plays. And for us to get that W now and give us between two games back instead of four if we lose there, that's huge. And we got to keep this momentum rolling. I just think this two-game win streak is going to propel us now to a little bit of a run here. But Totally agree with you, Matt. And one thing I really loved in that game was the way that we controlled the ball in that two-minute drill down the field and let Greg Joseph get his opportunity inside 40 yards. I mean – can't ask for much more than that. Dalvin really held us down on that drive. Jefferson with a clutch catch as well. But it was so much fun to just see us uh, compete with the Packers, possession for possession, uh, Adams versus Jefferson show, essentially. Uh, Aaron was finding Rodgers in the end zone, and Kirk was doing the same. And when Kirk really airs it out like that and has confidence throwing the ball down the field, I think this team is just really one that could give anyone problems in the entire league. So great things to see, rivalry win, but we got to keep the head down. Keep it moving forward. We're just back to 500 here. It's a new season, like we're 0-0 zero zero again. So 
Uh, I'm going to take that energy into San Fran and hopefully keep this recently diversified Vikings offense in rhythm this week. Uh, going to have to run in, throw the ball well against a pretty good San Fran defense. Uh, what do you think has been the key to Kubiak's success in the last two weeks and going into this week? I think taking more shots to Jefferson and Thielen. He obviously, I think the games before this, he wasn't targeting Jefferson enough. Yeah, it's obviously, almost like they heard the criticism from the media. Yeah, I mean, we were going to Ham and Conklin and everybody else for and I love those guys. Those are integral parts of the offense. But Jefferson is probably prob- the bona fide star with Delvin there and Thielen, you know, right there with him. So to make sure we get those guys targets was a huge key, and I think that's something Kubiak prioritized and uh, also did less of the complacent running on second and long and taking more play action shots which is something that we need to keep doing moving forward so very encouraging signs there and we also have had you know some very encouraging uh players step up in cam bynum and mason cole nick how are you feeling about those two moving forward and what they've shown so far yeah so uh bynum in the la game was phenomenal um both starts both opportunities he had to start there where he played great and i think there's no question that we have to include him in some defensive packages definitely after watching harrison against the packers i mean it's still very clear that harrison is the more experienced and more well-rounded safety in this scenario but i still think cam bynum deserves playing time stepped up big time in his nfl opportunity i think it's going to pay dividends for him later on uh, saw the athleticism with the interception and just the way he makes open field plays. I mean, I think it's a bright future for the guy. Uh, late round pick, really good one for the Vikings here. Yeah, it's great to see that depth finally uh, pay dividends here. When we have guys, you know, you lose guys like that, it's critical to have that depth. That's what makes good teams great. And for those guys to show out, shows how good Spielman and them are bringing in the correct pieces for us to keep winning, even with our losses. Yeah, and I think there are, there's definitely some guys in maybe second string, third string roles that could play on a lot of other teams. We have some pretty good depth on this team. One of the positions I thought was the deepest going into this season was the defensive line. And now we're starting to see a few guys kind of fall uh, from grace, if you will, after Daniel Hunter tearing his pec and Everson Griffin probably out a Dude, considerable amount of time for some mental, mental health, health issues. issues. So um, we gotta, to him. we're going to have to rely on guys like Patrick Jones, guys like DJ Wanham, guys like Sheldon Richardson, Armand Watts, James Lynch. I still think there's a good amount of depth in this room. I'm a little more concerned from the defensive end standpoint of things. So I, I wouldn't like to see Eddie Yarbrough get a ton of playing time. I don't think he's too much of an impact player, but uh, who could you see maybe stepping up and playing a big role for us in the defensive front down the stretch here? I see Willikis, Wanham, Patrick Jones. Uh, we just signed Tashawn Bauer off of Patriots practice Again. squad back from you know 2018. But I really see Willikis and Wanham taking a heavy role. And also I think Sheldon Richardson starts playing defensive end more. They, they started doing that in Green Bay, mixing it in. He played well on the end there. Doesn't have a ton of moves, but still knows how to get to the quarterback. So I think you could see Richardson definitely mix in with Wanham and Willikis. But I think those three guys have to really step up, especially with us not knowing how long Griffin's out for. We got to roll with these guys, and that's what they're here for is to uh, play well. So it's time for them to step up and really create some rush so that we need that on Mike Zimmer's defense. 100%. And flipping it over to the offensive side of things, you look at our offensive line, a couple guys being shuffled kind of in and out right now. Mason Cole with a starting opportunity this week over Garrett Bradbury, both healthy, um, kind of ironic first play of the game. Mason Cole gets blown up 
Uh, it doesn't look not a very good look for him there. But uh, rumors going around about him and Bradbury in the same lineup potentially. How do you see that working? And do you think that's really something that could benefit our run and pass game? I think it maybe helps in the zone run, but outside of that, I think we get smaller. Uh, Udo's a big body, and I thought he's played actually pretty yeah. well. He's a couple penalties, penalties, but that's all coachable. There. That's all coachable. But uh, I like his size, and I think uh, putting Cole and Bradbury may make us more agile, especially in the zone run. But I think a pass pro in other areas probably weakens us. And uh, for Kirk, I think that's something that we need to consider. So maybe try it out, you know, see how it goes. But it could be short-lived, I think. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And we look at kind of what Bradbury's done in pass pro already as a center. I think the reason Kirk's thriving right now is because he's had adequate protection this year. And I say don't really mess with it. I think a lot of the issues with Udo, like I said, are coachable and are disciplinary issues rather than a skill set i do think he is a talented blocker he's made uh countless he's had countless good reps this year so i'm not ready to give up on him yet and i'd like to see them pick between bradbury and cole kind of feel it out the next couple weeks and then really roll with the guy i don't like the idea of too much rotation on the offensive line if there isn't injuries but then again you got to do what you got to do um what do you think the difference has been in kirk cousins mindset the last few weeks uh he's been on people's radar as the number one, number two quarterback in the league in a lot of stati- statistical categories. So what do you think's really changed for him, and or do you think it's just a product of Justin Jefferson making play after play? Well, I think uh, him having a better relationship with Mike Zimmer has helped a ton. Zimmer's been uh, known to say that they have met up more now. They're talking more through game situations, which is somewhat shocking. Watching to film together, too. That uh, they weren't doing that from the get-go. But regardless, they are there at that point now. So I think that strengthened their relationship. And also, Kirk just knows he's got to really put it out on the line there. He's got to uh, be more aggressive. And like Zimmer said, it's okay. It's not live or you know life or death. If he throws an interception, he's done really good at it already. So for him to take some more chances makes a ton of sense and something he needs to do. But my question to you is more, do you see him faring well on the road in San Francisco? Can he keep this streak up, or do you see kind of a blip in the road? How do you see it faring? You know, I think he keeps his heater going here, and there's one reason specifically I say that is we know about Kyle Shanahan and the rumors he's had tied to Kirk Cousins. You know Kirk knows about that, and they have history together. Um, Him coaching the San Francisco 49ers, you know Kirk's motivated to go in there and just take over the trap, to be honest. Um a good 49ers team runs the ball well, have a pretty solid defensive front. Guys like Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, uh, intimidating presences. You know Kirk's going to be hungrier than ever, and he's going to want to prove to Kyle Shanahan, you know what? There's a reason you wanted me, and there's rumors circling around about you and me. So I wouldn't be surprised if Kirk goes in, balls out again. Um, I'm expecting a lot more attention on Jefferson this game. He's really had a two-game two-game streak going here so i would expect a little more action for Thielen this week in between the 20s i know he's primarily seen as a red zone guy on this team but i think he's going to really eat this week and i think tyler conklin's going to get back into the fold as well yeah he's been consistent the last couple weeks he's really taken a bigger role in this offense and i think you know mixing him in with Thielen and jefferson is huge i'd like to see dalvin cook in the screen game get going a little bit more but uh, San Fran's been playing well these last couple of games. They beat the Rams, and I think they won last week. So to see how they're doing, uh, it's no it's no gimme, and this is a huge game for us. I think if we win, it bumps our playoff chances up above 80%. And if we lose, we're obviously going to be probably around the 50s. So 
there's a lot on the line here, and we can't drop an egg. We need to keep this going, especially after a couple close losses early in the season. And for us, we just got to beat Jimmy G and the 49ers. All right, Matt, I got a little bit of an outlandish question for you here. Uh, attributing to the Viking success, do you think this has anything to do with the emergence of Mike Zimmer's new girlfriend? Well, it's apparently confirmed, but not uh, you know by Zimmer or anything. But would that be... I think that's an epic uh, pickup for him, and I think that definitely could revitalize him, rejuvenate him, and just get him going. I think having that you know young girl maybe <laughs> spices it up, keeps him young. What do you and, think she's in? And he's got to impress her. That's the biggest thing. He's got to impress her. So he's putting everything on the table, getting the team in line, and getting us where we need to be now. I think, you know, all these people want to get rid of Zimmer, get rid of Zimmer, get rid of Zimmer. Who are you going to go get? Maybe Biennemi, maybe, if he's there. Everybody says Biennemi, but then who? If we don't get our A option, then who? Yeah, then no. You're going to go get, you, you know, some rando, some young guy that we don't, we've never heard of. I mean, Zim's got his, you know, his problems. Sometimes. He's got Deion Sanders calling him but in the post game uh, half the time. So. It's not been the worst, you know. We've been in the playoffs. We're we've been close. We just we got to keep going. So you know, I, I get the Zimmer qualms, but at the same time, I think he provides us some stability, and I really appreciate that. So I'm not there yet. Yeah, and I'm seeing a team now that's actually starting to believe in themselves learn how to finish games. You look at these last two weeks, finding ways to win close games. It's not like we're all of a sudden blowing teams out or anything, but we're just taking what we learned in weeks one through five and using those mistakes late in games and trying to learn from them and kind of flip the script of what's been happening to us early on this season. So I think the team as a whole is more confident. You just see them playing much better complimentary football. I like what I'm seeing from Greg Joseph. I like what I'm seeing from the defense, the offense. Standout guys like Eric Kendricks, Everson Griffin before his – Issues that occurred recently, Harrison Smith, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, these veterans, they're holding this team together, and I think Mike Zimmer gets along great with all of them. And I think there's no reason to try to jump ship right now when if we can get in the tournament, get in the playoffs, there's always a chance that a team can get hot. So we have the talent to do it, and we have the personnel to do it. It's just going to come down to execution, and if we keep trending in this direction, I like our chances. Well, it all starts next week in San Fran. So, Nick, what are your two keys to the game for the Vikings to come out with their third straight victory? Mine's going to be time of possession. And time of possession usually comes down to how successful you run the football. So I think we're going to need to rush for more yards than San Fran does, who's known to have a pretty solid running game. And second is going to be containing George Kittle, honestly. Uh, in my opinion, I think George Kittle gives the 49ers a 20-point upside when he's in the lineup versus when he's out. You look at the stats when Jimmy G playing with George Kittle versus without, it's astonishing. Uh, George Kittle is the heart and soul of this offense, and I think if we can contain him, keep him quiet around the red zone, tackle him shortly after he catches the ball, I think they're going to have a hard time getting explosive plays on us. Yeah, for me, I think it's for the offense keeping the gas you know, uh, going here, not giving, getting complacent and getting back to our old ways. I think you got to feature Jefferson a ton this week still, every week. And guys like Thielen and maybe get a little bit of screen game going to Cook. But on the defensive side, I would say uh, the turnover. we got to win the turnover battle. 
I think we got to get one or two turnovers to really give our picks. offense. We need a Harrison Smith and a Patty Peterson. Yeah, what about pick? a pick six? Well, a, that would that would be nuts. Yeah, we you need know, a Patty Peterson pick six. So to, uh, to see our defense make a couple plays would be huge, especially us down a couple pieces on D-line. I think that's going to be critical for us in this game. Who do you see other than Kittle on the offensive side of the ball that poses the biggest threat for us defensively? D-ball Samuel, his ability to run the ball and catch the ball. Uh, poses a ton of threats. They don't really have much in the running back department right now. They have a ton of injuries there. Uh, Debo's been damn near their best running back, so we have to be able to contain him in both of those areas and make sure that he doesn't uh, kill us all day. I totally agree. I don't see Garoppolo as anyone that could totally scorch us. He's struggled against the Vikings in the past, pick six from Mike Hughes. <laughs> but other than that, I think this is also a winnable game. It's going to be a rocking environment there in San Fran. Two Might teams, a good amount of fans again. Yeah, two teams, five and five, fighting for the NFC wild card. So, you know, it's big implications, and this is just grooming Kirk Cousins for those playoff moments. Uh, games like these, playoff atmosphere, both teams fighting for playoffs. So, I think this is going to be a learning experience for us either way. But I hope we can come out with a W, keep this heater going. And then see where we go into a Detroit week that should be winnable, right? Yeah, I think you're totally right. But uh, I'd love to hear a score prediction from you. Um, I'm a th- I think this is going to be more of a maybe a grit and grind type game. I think both teams are going to run the ball well. I'm expecting for some reason a little bit of inclement weather there in San Fran. I think we might get some. Oh, we, we, might get some we might get some rain. You know, weatherman was my dream. Rob Second Burgundy. profession, Matt. So. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with 24, 24-14 Vikings. I think this is a game that we shut down Jimmy G in that offense. Uh, defense responds to an incident this week, losing one of its leaders, Everson Griffin. I think these guys, they all got a ton of respect for him. They're going to go out there, play hard for him. I think we shut down this Niners offense, and we go ahead and put 24 on them, uh, secure W, and our biggest margin of the season this weekend. I'm going to go with 31-21. I think it could be another close game We've just with how this whole season's went. could definitely see it being close again, especially away here. You know, maybe a 24-21 us, and we go get a late touchdown to seal it. I see a 31-21 finish for the Vikings for their third straight victory. And after that, if we get talking streaks, say we come on with the W in San Fran this weekend, go into Detroit at Detroit get on a four-game heater. What do you think this means for the team down the stretch? Realistically, give me your way-too-early record prediction. Well, we're with these next two wins. We're right in the thick of things. Who knows if the Packers lose next or this uh, weekend to the Rams. That could put us within a game with uh, another game to play with them for a chance for us to tie and have that, obviously, tiebreaker. So A lot that can happen. There's a lot at play. The division could be in play. We're looking at a strong, you know, five through seven seed, I think. So... For us, it's all about uh, worrying about ourselves week to week. Let the other things shake out. But I could see us potentially. I think ten and seven is what I'm going to go with. But I think nine and eight could also get us in. I think yeah. ten and seven is what I'm going to go with. But I could. Uh, I think nine and eight gets us in. Yeah, like both those predictions. I think we'll be right in that same ballpark. Uh, players going to have to keep making plays, and this team's going to have to stay healthy. Uh, speaking of that, Dalvin Tomlinson will not be playing this week at San Fran. No, he has really been kind of a silent killer for this defensive front hasn't made a ton of plays that'll pop out to you on the stat sheet but if you just watch the push he gets up front and his size and speed in general i think he's a huge asset to our defensive line 
Uh, granted, we do have guys like Armand Watson and James Lynch uh, stepping up in place of them, and they've both played well this year. Really, I think this team has all the tools to do anything it wants to and control its own destiny. I think we're talented enough to hang with anyone in the league. we got big-time playmakers. Uh, it's going to come down to execution and, honestly, coaching. Hopefully these coaches uh, really got a wake-up call there through the first five weeks of the season, and now we're ready to just restart, reset, and make our run here. Yeah, it's time to hop on the saddle and, and get serious here. I think we can really get on a heater. We have one of the easiest schedules remaining, so it's time for us to take advantage of that and uh, really get ourselves ourselves as best as playoff position as we can because uh, if there's any chance of being at home, that would be huge playing in U.S. Bank. So let's get after it this weekend. Yeah, what do you think the real home field advantage is in U.S. Bank? Uh, just recently posted a poll about this on the, on the IG story. Um, how, do you think that U.S. Bank Stadium is more of a home field advantage compared to other teams, or do you think it's just the same as, say, a Cincinnati Bengals game or a Miami Dolphins game? No, there's a definite home advantage in Minnesota. Uh, you look at stadiums like the Chargers, new stadium, uh, even 49ers games, some of them aren't really sold out. Dolphins struggle, Jaguars struggle, Lions struggle. There's a lot of teams that don't have those home advantages. And especially if you're a warm, if you're a warm area team that's not good, you're going to see a lot of visiting fans there, just oh, yeah. like you saw Vikings. So for us, destination. we're cold weather. We're usually always good. That place was rocking last weekend against the Packers. Uh, shout out to the fans again. That that was awesome to see. Uh, we got to bring that every week. And I think there's an, an obvious advantage. You hear it from the players. There's just another type of energy in there. It's just jumping, and it's and it's different than, you know, they know the difference between a jumping stadium and a stadium that's just uh, – a regular game day for a team that's not that good yeah definitely agree with that i think we do have one of the best home field advantages i'm gonna have to bring that energy coming up on thursday night football in a few weeks into pittsburgh steelers uh looking forward to what this team has to show for us this weekend and beyond uh, we're gonna be back weekly here on the vikes verified podcast we are gonna be with you for this heater and with you if it crumbles